Canuck Central Hour number two. We're in the Kintech studio. This hour is brought to you by Andrew Sherritt Limited, your plumbing and heating wholesaler, a proud family-owned BC company, helping local business since 1892. Dan's mic went off. You get that fixed there, buddy? You pulled it out. You pulled the string out. <laughs> All right. There we go. He's back connected. A lot of mic problems going on today. Yeah, I, I, I chalk these ones up to user errors. Okay, now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> or, or Or was the mic one on somebody else the first one? Uh, I, I don't know how the mic was on. Anyways. <laughs> this one, you you pulled the, yeah. the plug out yourself. Uh, it was definitely not Elon or somebody <laughs> coming in here and doing it. Somehow I pulled it out as I was like maneuvering Gripping the, the mic. mic too hard. Yes. Like, uh, this hour is brought to you by Andrew Sherritt Limited. Your plumbing and heating wholesaler, proud family-owned BC company, helping local business since 1892. Uh, so it is a Wednesday, and you know what we do on Wednesdays? It's overrated or underrated. Hit the music. We got Josh and Elon behind the glass today, causing mic issues. Oh, that one was on me. Yeah, that one. Well, I'm I'll in take there more accountability than several Canucks players. I'll I'll say it. You'll block a shot. Yeah. Wow. You'll get in front of a shot instead of flamingoing. What a hero. I don't know. In beer league, I'm totally flamingo guy. Yeah, you know? but it's it's beer league. You're not getting paid to block <laughs> shots. No, you get paid to talk into that microphone. It's true. Yeah. I, I am forever worried about uh, taking a, a puck to the chin or something like that. Getting some teeth knocked out. That would not be fun. Have to miss some time on yeah. the IR. Do you wear full cage or do you just wear no, a visor? Half, half visor. Playing with fire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bold man. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I like to live dangerously, as uh, Baker Mayfield had said. <laughs> uh, speaking of Baker Mayfield, this first one's from Sat. Oh, okay. Wait, what? Well. <laughs> Sat's favorite Cleveland Brown of all time. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even hate Baker that much. Hey, Baker got the Browns to the playoffs and won a playoff game, all right? Yeah. By the way, who is your favorite Cleveland Brown of all time? Jim Brown. But then, okay, but like in your lifetime. Like, oh, my lifetime, probably Nick Chubb. It's mm, good pick. It's pretty fun. That's I mean, he's pick. just like he's maybe he, the Browns don't exactly have great human beings playing for them right now. Yeah, but Nick Chubb seems like a genuinely good human being. He's also like really fun to watch. And he might be, the, you know, he is like the best running back in the NFL too. So Nick Chubb. Um, I mean, the Browns have had a lot of like really bad players throughout the history. <laughs> They've had some good ones. Like Joe Thomas ranks really high. Like I love yeah. Joe Thomas. Like, yeah, you know, genuinely love Joe Thomas. It's hard to like have an offensive lineman be your favorite player, though. Like, due respect, Joe Thomas is one of the greats, but like, you know, man, that pancake was unbelievable. <laughs> and Phil Dawson, it's about, it's like it's like Joe Thomas and Phil Dawson, a kicker and an old lineman. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, that's such a Browns, Browns thing. At least your Vikings have had like, you I know. Mean, Braylon Edwards had a good year once. F- one good year. Yeah, Braylon Edwards. Him and, and uh, who was the quarterback? Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson, that's right. Yeah, man, yeah. Had, a good, had a good year. Vikings have never had like a quarterback, but Randy Moss is fun. Randall Cunningham? Come yeah, on. I mean, but like. Rand- if, Randall Culpepper, Cunningham was playing, if Randall Cunningham was playing today's NFL, we'd be, we'd be swooning over how good he is. Vikings oh, might actually bad. win a Super Bowl if they had <laughs> Randall Cunningham. I don't want to. <laughs> anyway, Sat. Right. Yes. Canucks goaltending this season. Overrated or underrated? So, I mean, Kevin Woodley 
totally thinks is still underrated. Um, we were yep. throwing the questions by him. I would say that some of the suggestions about how good Spencer Martin is has been overrated, right? So I think, remember earlier this season, it's like, trade Demko. Spencer Martin's the guy. Make him the starter. And there's the sense that Spencer Martin's really good. And God bless him. And God love him. He's done a really good job, right? He's a good backup netminder. But he's not like a starting caliber goaltender. No. And he's done the best you can possibly humanly expect from him. The Canucks have a really bad environment. The reason they're where, where they're at is not because of goaltending. But Spencer Martin is probably not the guy a lot of Canucks fans thought he was. Not just being a capable backup, I think he is. But he's probably not the starter that people thought he was because he played well as a backup here. It's incredibly hard to blame goaltending for the Canucks issues this year. I'm sorry, like, but last night was a perfect example. The giveaways, the two-on-ones, the breakaways. I mean, this team, the way they give the puck away, it's, I don't know, should be embarrassing to the players at times, the way that, like, how poorly they play. But there's no way. If you're putting this on the goaltender, then uh, you're out to lunch. I'm sorry. Sorry. There's more than goaltending, but, you know, the goaltending hasn't been able to find answers, just like the coaching. I mean, the goaltending hasn't been good, but when you're giving up the most amount of chances yeah, in the league. For sure, know, 100%. Even good goaltending is not going to save you at that point. Not always, at least. So, But it's been, I, I do think, it's again, it's just about the evaluation. Yeah. And, yeah, again, multiple things can be true at the same time. The goaltending <laughs> hasn't been good enough, but you can't blame the season's struggles on the goaltender yeah uh all right underrated next, next one is from taylor tanking overrated or underrated overrated i mean to me the whole the debate is overrated that's what i'll say like the whole debate is super overrated but i think the whole notion of a rebuild and how far it goes is also like misrepresented by many or at least misrepresented by the you know the notion of it like for instance everyone's saying or a lot of people are saying the Canucks have to trade pretty much everybody to rebuild like do what the Leafs did well the Leafs didn't trade everybody no they had Morgan Riley they yeah. kept Nazem Kadri. they had Willie Nylander kept James Van Riems they had Nylander they had they already had uh Riley they had they kept James Van Riems like the Cape Jake Gardner Kadri, as you mentioned Bozak they kept and in that trade. That first year they got to the playoffs against Washington. They still had a lot of holdovers from before yeah. they drafted Matthews. Bozak is like a, a clear example of a guy that people in Vancouver would be yelling at trading. They kept. And Gardner. Yeah. So, I mean, again, there are guys they Bo could try to would kind of be like their cadre. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, same age range. I yeah. think Kadri was like 26 at the time or 25 at the time or whatever it was. But again, like, they made some trades. They traded Kessel. And before Shannon... So... The big trade they made to get things going was a Cody Franson trade. They got a first-round pick back in return. That's when Nonis was a GM still. Yeah. Shanahan came in, Nonis stayed, stayed on the job, and then Lamorello came in, and they really started moving stuff out. But, like, the one big trade they made was Kessel. They got a bunch of second-round picks. They got, they got a, they got a second-round pick twice for Daniel Winnick. They traded him, signed well, him that, back, traded the, him again. That's the best thing that they did while they were... Yeah an awful team but my point being the rebuild yeah. i think that type of rebuild is misrepresented because it wasn't scorched earth no. they still kept a lot of players and if the canucks can do the equivalent to what the leafs did i think it would be a rebuild they just need to have the gumption to make a couple of trades like that so you know one thing that uh you know smart teams do while they're rebuilding is they get a lot of these bottom six types on one-year deals mm -hmm. That flipping. they'll end up be flipping them for second and third round picks. Yeah. 
And that way they end up with a ton of, you know, bullets on draft day to, to just get even more talent at, on the draft board. So Canucks never did that. Not in the betting era, never. So that's uh, one of the things that hadn't happened, not just this year, but in years past. Torgi also says the Leafs now have Tessa Virtue. That's well. right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Big engagement. Yeah. I want to make a joke, but it's inappropriate. So well, I'm going to move on. Yes. Sven, <laughs> production in the World Juniors, overrated or underrated? Generally overrated. Cody Hodson set the record for most points by a player in a tournament once. Jordan Schrader did the same thing. Most points for an American yep. at the tournament. So Two mo- great Canucks connections right there. Yeah, so it can be overrated. I don't think it's overrated what we're seeing from Carter Bedard. Yeah, you know... Look, sometimes it's sort of like the playoffs, right? Yeah. Like a guy like Fernando Pisani, Fernando Pisani can go on a uh, an incredible playoff run and score a bag of goals, but he's always going to be Fernando Pisani. You know, he's never going to be anything more than that. So it's you know, Jordan Eberle turned out to be a pretty good hockey player, right? He's having a really solid NHL career, but never amounted to being the superstar that people thought he would be because of the world juniors teams he played on in the tournaments that he had yeah. and being labeled as that big goal game guy right it wasn't too long after that like after the oilers made that first playoff run with mcdavid everly did nothing and they were like wow this guy stinks in the playoffs yeah. <laughs> you know it's like his, his old world junior career was just like thrown out the window like it didn't matter i it, it's one of those double-edged sword things. If you want to put too much uh, into it, then then go ahead. But it's it's just it's fleeting to really bet too much on small sample sizes in these types of tournaments. Reese demanding the Hagel package at a minimum in exchange for Bo Horvat, overrated or underrated? So two first-round picks. Two first-round picks. So and a like Taylor Radish. Yeah, and the um, Tampa also threw in uh, a second-round pick, I believe. There was a so the full trade the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, get Brandon Hagel and two fourth rounders, four two first rounders, plus forwards Boris Kachuk and Taylor Radish. So yeah, two fourth, and those picks were like late first round picks. We're talking about like you know late yeah, they're 20s this picks. year and next year and next year's picks. So you're talking late twenties picks for Bo. I mean, I don't love that. It's volume. Yep. Like we're talking like late first round picks, you're giving up a couple fourths. So the equivalent is like a high second round picks and a couple prospects that are like whatever. Not like neither of those players are players. Like Radish and Kachuk. Kachuk aren't really guys we're going to play, right? I don't think that's what you would prefer. If that's what you get at the end, it is what you get. But it's sort of like we talked about in the first hour. And we went through some prospects that would sort of move the needle in any sort of Bo Horvat trade negotiation. You want one premium asset. Yeah. And a first-round pick from a team that's going to finish in the top 10 of the league and maybe go on a bit of a playoff run, you know, it's it's not that valuable of an asset to get in return. It's volume. Yeah. I'd rather the one premium asset than the volume. Yeah. Looks like a lot when the trade is tweeted out. Yeah, like, two first-round picks. Well, and also, like, Tampa, they're so confident in their – ability at the draft table that they're like you know what give us two fourth round picks and you know we 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 feel good that we'll make something out of those fourth rounders even though we're giving up the very valuable like much more valuable first round picks 
Like, just give us a couple of picks later in the draft, mm-hmm. and at least we don't lose draft capital. At least we don't lose any of our darts on the day. So, you know, that's smart by them. Five Canucks thoughts. Putting high AAV players on waivers. Overrated or underrated? Mm, overrated. I mean, I mean, this year, overrated. Yeah. Did people actually think that Verano was going to get claimed? Like, who's got cap space? It was so funny, the the reaction on Twitter yesterday when it happened. It was like, every team in the league could use Verana. Yeah, and also, no team in the league is taking Verana. Nobody has cap space. Like, so so the key teams that actually have cap space to do it, it so it's um, Arizona, of course. Mm-hmm. And believe me, they ain't looking to do it. It's uh, the Ottawa Senators and Detroit Red Wings, Chicago Blackhawks, Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. Oh, and the Blues, who are looking at retooling. Those are the teams. Yeah. Like, any of those teams strike you as contenders looking to add a uh, top six score? Nope. Nobody else can claim Jacob Arana. No. Those are the same teams that would be looking at a Brock Besser or Connor Garland if they put him on waivers. Yeah. What that would show you is there ain't no trade interest. Mm-hmm. It's just, just look at the money. <laughs> Just, Nobody can claim these guys. It's really easy to look at the money. And, and sure, some teams could have like used some of their available LTIR space, but at the They're, same time, it wouldn't have, it still wouldn't have worked. What, a lot of teams would have had to still maneuver to fit him in into their cap picture. Uh, we mentioned even Columbus. We mentioned New Jersey and St. Louis, teams that could do it. But they're in LTIR, yeah. which means even the cap space you're talking about, at some point you need to open up again to bring yep. the other guys back on from LTIR. So the teams that can add this player are the bottom of the barrel teams that are rebuilding. And why would a rebuilding team trying to go for Connor Bedard make their team better by improve yeah. getting a player who's going to help them out? Detroit probably doesn't put him on waivers if they think there's a chance he's getting claimed. Are there rules on how soon you can trade a player after they're claimed? Because the, the only reason I would see those teams claiming him is they take him on, retain some cap, hopefully recoup a little bit of value and then get a free pick later. Yeah. I don't think the limit is that long on waiver claims. Yeah. Like, it's not like a free agent signing where you have to hold on to him for six months before you can make the trade. I don't believe it's the same Hmm. on a waiver claim. All right. Next one. Oz. New Year's resolutions. Overrated or underrated? (laughs) Underrated. They give me motivation to, like, do things and clean up some things in my life that need cleaning up. For how long? That's always the issue. (laughs) But, like, at least it gives me a brief minute of motivation where I I have time to (laughs) self-reflect. It's a good week, that's for sure. So that's why I say it's overrated. Because, like, yeah, I mean, for the short term, we're all immotivated. Yeah. It doesn't stick. Then you get back into day-to-day life and it's like, "Uh." It's like the Canucks, 57 games with Boudreaux. (laughs) And this year, you kind of kind of revert Canucks back had to who some you New are. Year's resolutions last year, and then and, it just fell apart. And now you're back to being who you are. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> They're not a good hockey team. I will I, say, if you set like attainable resolutions that yeah. you were just kind of waiting to do anyway, maybe that's underrated. But yeah, but I mean, is that even like why you don't even need the resolution if that's the case already? Like, if it's attainable, you're gonna do it anyways. Then you don't need the resolution. So it's overrated? Well, if you didn't kick it into gear until the new year, it's a resolution. I told you I'm, I'm totally basic. I'm, I'm going to a workout class after the show tonight. Whoa, workout, workout class? class. Yeah. Ooh, where, where are you going? <laughs> Orange Theory? No, no. Oh. Oh. The other one. <laughs> Pilates? Yes. Oh, you do Pilates? Yeah, no, no, it's no not you're not? Oh, okay. I, I heard was... great, great things about Pilates. Yeah, you would be so limber. Hot yoga? No. 
I've never done any of those things. I've I've done them all except for Pilates. F F forty five. F F forty five. Yeah, it's kind of. I guess it's kind of like Orange Theory. I don't know. F forty five. I don't know if I've heard I've about F forty five. Sounds like a pickup truck. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's going Ford to be terrible. <laughs> you mean pulling a pickup truck or something? <laughs> that would be impressive. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I am that guy that uh, goes all in on New Year's resolution. Are you going by yourself or are you going with your, your with wife? With the partner. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. Fair that enough. makes sense. Chef Swagger. We shut up now. All right, go on. <laughs> <laughs> but sadly, I don't uh, know if I was right. Uh, it was, uh, I'll give you an A for effort. Okay. Pizzelle. I was pretty close. Yeah. Say, well, what? What are we talking about here? Pizzelle. They're little cookies. Oh, um, so long. They are delightful. Honestly, pizzelle are delightful. Oh, I'll, I've I'll had these. A, I'll bring in a box for you guys one they're day. They're good. I've had these. I think they're I think they're underrated. They're a light snack, not too heavy on the chocolate or anything like that, you know. Oh, nice. Um can be nice and soft. Dip them in some milk or maybe an espresso. It's beautiful. Mm. Oh, what a what a treat. Love it. Underrated. Sat doesn't know. I'm, I'm just so lost. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm intrigued. I want one now. <laughs> you got to bring some Italian pastries in, Dan. Or delicacies. Cannoli. Yeah, that'd be good. Sure. Need to find more great cannoli spots in the city. Text box, let me know. Uh, discount Dracula, mild January weather. Overrated or underrated? Underrated. Oh, it's terrific. I mean, hey, we had the cold snap. Yeah, We're good. Do, does anybody want to go back to that? Mm-mm, I'm good. Josh? Do you want to spend another not, eight not hours the, in traffic? Not the cold <laughs> Yeah, never mind. I'm rethinking everything. <laughs> I like the snow, though. I will say I like the snow. I just don't like everything that comes with the snow. Yeah, I like looking at, like, it, it looks beautiful everywhere when the snow is out. Yeah, and then, like, a day later, it's, like, all brown and gross from the cars driving by uh, and stuff. Yeah. No, it's it, the cold is just too much. And I, you know, I grew up in Sweden, and I spent a few years in Alberta, and I'm good. Like I, I've had my fill of cold weather. Like I, I don't, I don't need minus ten, minus fifteen, minus twenty. Uh, when it was minus ten here, man, like those, that is. It hits different, man. It hits different. I will say <laughs> it's though, a, it's a wet cold. It is now. It hits different. Like so, I do think a minus ten here is worse than minus twenty. 25 in Alberta. Wow. I would say, but... Because it's a dry cold thing. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. once you get to minus 30 and minus 40, it's death. <laughs> yeah, like it's, don't it's, go it's, outside. No, no, no. Like, you, if you go outside and don't cover your face, you feel your face decomposing and burning. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, it's, it's really bad. Like, you think, like, oh, it's 45. How much worse is it when it's that cold? Like, what's the difference between, you know, 25, 30, and 45? Death. Yeah. That's the difference. Like, five minutes being outside, like, you might die. All right. Next one, Tyler. Overrated, underrated. Waffle fries. Oh, uh, underrated. Waffle fries? Are yeah. they the same as like lattice fries? Um, Do I just have a different name for them? Waffle fries and lattice, they got to be the same thing. How do you spell lattice? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. L-A-T-T-I-C-E? Maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're the same. I'm Ron Burgundy. This is a Jits table situation. This is a Jits uh, table thing right. again? All yeah. Right. Uh, they're good. I would say they're like the best variation of fry. Really? More than sweet potato fry or yam fry also? Yeah, those those are good, but I don't think you can have as many mm. as as you could like a regular fry. Yeah, the waffle fry is pretty good. I'm a big sweet potato fry guy. Sweet potato fry, yeah. Especially with the like chipotle mayo. Mm. Mm. Big fan stuff. of truffle fries truffle fries yeah i feel like every place does truffle fries yeah this it's a new it's thing it's like almost good. too much 
That's good. As long it's as like they know the how to do it. Easiest money maker on a menu for a restaurant. Sprinkle some truffles yeah. on the fries. <laughs> we got them now. <laughs> we got them now. Let's charge fifteen bucks for this plate of fries. <laughs> Just sprinkling it on. So like, um, you know when you go to a place like okay, so uh, it, it's well known my uh, my issue with poutine. I don't like poutine because if too often. I've had it at places, and the poutine is terrible. Poutine is so incredibly overrated. We overrate it because we're Canadian, and it's like our one thing that we do well, food-wise. Well, I mean, no, we do more than that. What well. beaver tails, maple syrup? Okay, it's not like an actual you like jerk food. I mean, maple syrup is not a food. <laughs> it's a dressing. You're saying it's a condiment. You, don't, you don't drink maple syrup? <laughs> that would be a drink then, not a food. <laughs> I happen to know everything there is to know about maple syrup. I love <laughs> yeah. maple syrup. I like maple syrup on pancakes. I even like it on pizza. <laughs> You're, you and Antoine um, Roussel, yeah. So, like, anytime I go to a place, sometimes we'll go to a fast food place, and my wife will always want to upgrade to the poutine. And it's one of those things I'm like, I know you're going to end up hating it because the cheese curds, like the gravy's never hot enough to melt the cheese curds at these fast food places that make poutine. They just get you to upgrade for an extra three bucks. And it's always terrible. And she always ends up hating it. But I don't have the heart to tell her, like, honey, like, why are we doing this again? And it always happens. I don't know. Some places have a have a sneaky good poutine. Really? Like when I worked at McDonald's. I don't know if really? it was because I was making it McDonald's myself. McDonald's does poutine? I, didn't I don't really know if know they that. do anymore, but uh. they used to, and it well, was good. I, see, the, the two things have to be super hot. The fries, as soon as they come out of yeah. the fryer, and then the uh, gravy has to be super hot. You have that combination, and it should melt your cheese, yeah. un- unless your cheese is frozen solid. I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> it has to be just refrigerator temperature of cheese. If you take it out of the freezer, that thing's not going to melt in time. No. Okay, last one here. Uh, we'll end with this one from Josh, not me. Overrated, <laughs> underrated, ramen. Oh, underrated. I don't know if it can be underrated in the city, but I'm a huge, like, in the, especially in the winter, ramen guy. Yeah, I'm not a big ramen guy. No? No. Don't like soup? No. Not a soup guy at all? No, I'm not really a soup guy, no. No? No, no generally, soup guy? Not, I'm not really big on soup. Are you a soup guy, Josh? I like a good soup. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't say it's uh, I would say it's accurately rated. Accurately rated. Yeah. I don't know if I would go one way or the other. Because so, sometimes you can get, oh, I guess it might be underrated. Because I've never had bad ramen. Aside from I really don't like like ramen. the instant ramen, though. Like that see, you make at home. See, if you do instant ramen at home, you got to soup it up. <laughs> you definitely got to soup it up. Yeah. You got you to gotta, like throw some stuff into it. Oh, you can't man. just like, yeah, you know, 100%. just do the you know, regular, you, you know. No. You can't just eat the two dollar instant wrong <laughs> you got to upgrade the peasant mix yeah. you know you've got to get some protein in there like do do a little bit of something or else you're just kind of eating salt and noodles <laughs> uh all right uh to the text box no i am not doing a zumba class today okay oh, well, people people are looking out for you uh, lauren and pomo see you on friday bro he's he's, he's keeping an eye out for you at, at f45 oh uh costco poutine sneaky good sneaky good it is it is good. They give you a lot too. Yeah. So what's Costco? Yeah. I feel like I should drop by Costco a few more times before games. I what well, I'm always busy before games. Yeah, we're not gonna have time no. before games. No, we never do. No, we can't do it. Do it on TV, eating Costco <laughs> poutine. Good, yeah. <laughs> uh when when we do those morning games, I might have to bring some spros for the TV. So on Sunday, the game's at noon. Yeah. That's not too early. 
No. We're Sucks on for you guys. I'm not going to be here. Yeah. But enjoy. Are we on TV on Sunday? You're going to watch your Vikings lose? Good luck with that. Have fun. Enjoy. Okay. You didn't have to flip it on me. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, you know, we you order. You are food. on TV on Sunday. So maybe we do eat poutine on. Oh. At 11.30. All right. In the morning. Um, we have a 9 a.m. game coming up. Yeah, in February. Yeah. Um, we might have to do <laughs> breakfast on the pregame show. So that's a big breakfast guy. Huge breakfast guy. Eggs, big breakfast and brunch. A piece of toast. Tomato, two pieces of toast, and half an avocado. Yeah. Sometimes. Legendary breakfast. Sometimes some cocktail sausages on the side. (laughs) Just three? Or or just two? Four. Four? Okay. Four is a a nice number. Okay. Uh, It's Canuck Central. (laughs) It's an underrated breakfast. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Dan Riccio and Sad T.R. Shaw. More coming up on Sports at 650.